This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast where we watch sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Tech War, episode 14. What is going on here? What's the last thing you remember? (sighs) I mean, I... Sid dropped me home, and uh, Beth was all dressed up. She was ready to go out. Jake. Beth. Beth what? Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast brought to you by the generosity of our listener, Sarah. I'm Luke, here with my co-host, Jordan. What's real, Sarah? Um, well, let me give you what I think might be the greatest line we've ever had in, I don't know if all of our shows, but in, in at least in Tech War, and it's this. The, the bad guy has talked to another bad guy, and he goes, in 24 hours, Cardigan turns into brain salad. If you don't find him, you're the dressing. I know that. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. It, it was, was great. so good. I was just yeah. like, they don't write like this in other shows. <laughs> no. <laughs> tech War has, there's something specific about Tech War. You're just like, if that's not a Tech War line, I don't know what is. It is a place where I feel like you would sit down, you would write the most bombastic thing you could think of, and when you pitch through, you're like, oh, 100%, we can go further, I think. No one pulls you back. No one restrains you. They're like, should we ask Shatner? Like, he's not here. <laughs> well, it's time for another bonus episode. A bonus mm-hmm. episode for charity, if you will. Yeah, I will. Okay, I will. That's you. why we're doing it. Great. Uh, this time, we are listener Sarah... She's made a donation to the Native Women's Resource Center of Toronto, um, which we're very grateful for. It's a great charity. Thank you. That's very kind. And she's requested that we continue the tech war train going (laughs) and has moved us on from to episode 13 or 14, I believe, after we watched 13 for the last bonus episode. Yeah, that's pretty cruel, huh? They've made us watch two tech war episodes in a row. (laughs) It's what the listeners want, apparently. Yeah. Of all the shows, guys, tech war again. Let's do it. Well, before we get into it, I'll give you just a little... I looked into the creative team just to give us a little something to talk about before we get into it. Sure. And um, the director of this episode, Ken Garotti. Okay. He has directed four episodes of First Wave. Wow, really? So, First Wave All-Star and a continuing drag All-Star for sure. And the writer of the episode, James Kahn. Mm-hmm. I saw that, but not spelled the way you think James Kahn spelled? No, no. According to his IMDb biography... Quote, he's best known for his novelization of Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Well, good for him. That's something. He also did novelizations for Poltergeist, Indiana Jones, and the Temple of Doom as well, which I'm just like, you know what? That's got to be a good gig, right? You know, I've always wondered about that because, you know, there's there's a couple different avenues for writing if you're not going to be writing your own stuff. And I think I think the novelization is better than uh, than the ghostwriter. I think the novelization is a better gig. Well, Jordan, if we go long enough with this podcast, we'll read a novelization eventually for it. <laughs> Have you ever read a novelization of, a, of something before? Yeah, 100%. For sure, I would go to like a Scholastic's book, book fair and pick up a movie I saw and like read the book of it. Yeah, me too. I've done that. I've also read like, I've also read uh, like novelizations of comic books. <laughs> There's this YouTube channel that I like, I think I've bookmarked or favorited at some point that i've never gone to actually listen to but they do audio books of novel novelizations and they've done it like hundreds of them i think so you can listen to like the predator novelization and i'm just like one day i'm gonna just sit down and listen to novelizations <laughs> that's pretty good all right well that's enough of that let's get into the episode yeah let's do it forget me not 
Here's the IMDb summary for episode 14, Forget Me Not. James wakes... Jake wakes up beaten and has lost his... Jake wakes up beaten and has a loss of memory. It is discovered that his memories were taken and soon his brain will shut down. <laughs> I cannot read this to save my life. Shut... Short out. His name his brain will short out. Nico finds out others have had this happen. Jake tries to get to the bottom of it all. Okay. So this episode is this is such a tech war episode where there's a there's an interesting <laughs> premise here, which is and it's essentially like, you know, just let's start. This is not memento. So if you guys like that movie, that's not what this is. But there is the same cool idea of what would you do if you had to solve a mystery or a murder or a crime but you were dealing with uh, this memory loss or like a mental deficiency something is happening that you don't have all your faculties that's basically what they sort of set this premise up but then they go don't worry about it jake's pretty much the same jake's exactly the same more or less so basically if 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 jake like loses a percentage of his brain you're like he's the same <laughs> jake's the same he's he's still gonna he's still gonna bring you all the jake action you were hoping for i like the episode opens with jake getting a coffee with his partner Cardi or houston sorry and jake yeah. is telling her a hilarious story about the time he told off a judge <laughs> i thought the same thing it was great and and by the way sam is loving it she is loving the story it's she's never heard anything funnier and his story is just like and i told her you're out of order and she's like yes yes <laughs> I think my favorite part about that is at the end, he's just like, she's just like, I'm going to hold you in contempt. And I said, I'm already in contempt. Well, I didn't say that out loud, but that's what I thought. I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And it was, I mean, I'll give him this. They do at least have a scene of like, these two are friends, they're partners. Um, they have this rapport. That's basically what the scene is supposed to be doing. And I think it, it I'll give this to Tupper. That was effective in terms of that. It was, it was. And Jake leaves it, leaves the coffee place by himself. And uh, he's like hit in the neck with like a dart or something. And he begins to like have this crazy hallucination, which we'll come to learn is like, he's seeing his memories disappear from his mind. Um, and we get a quick Sid Gomez cameo as we get to watch him die again. <laughs> yeah. Now, was this how Sid died originally? I can't remember. It was, this was him getting gunned down in the street. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't sure if they brought him back just for a different thing. I assume not. And Jay kind of like comes to with a guy grabbing his neck and he's now in a back alley. He's all beaten up. His nose is bleeding so much. <laughs> I know. It's it's weird. I thought the same thing. It's it's bleeding more than you think it would for this kind of TV show, which is like, you know, kind of silly like wrestling kind of action, but his face is really bleeding. And uh, some goons show up, and of course it's Jake. He beats them up, and he, he runs away, and he races back to Cosmo Security where he works. And when he gets there, everyone's really confused because he's insisting on finding his dead ex-partner, Sid. And they're like, Sid's dead, man. What's going on? And he's like, no, no. I remember. He just dropped me off at home, and I went in, and I talked to my wife. And they're like, bad news, man. Well, see, and it's funny because th this scene happened so fast, but it actually, again, I know it's tech war, but there's they could have drawn this out a little bit and and had something for jake to work with like the idea that his memories are gone and they now have to explain to him that two of the very important people in his life both have died um and he has to then take all that emotion on right away do you know what i mean like imagine just finding out everything everyone you know is gone in your life that you had is not real like it would be overwhelming and i think there's something they could do here but they just he's just like, what? That's weird. And they're just like, hey, Jake, your wife's dead. Like, I'm like, guys, be, be a little sensitive about this. They sit him down at a computer and play a video of his wife dying. 
that's right that's right they show a video of his wife like blowing up and i'm like okay so your bedside banner is not great at any rate cosmos thankfully does regular spectral eegs on their staff and they're able to like (laughs) do a neural scan of jake and see that some quote memory rustlers have stolen his memory that's right memory wrestlers um which uh, we'll talk about how this actually works i i still don't know if i quite even understand all of this when with the other character that they add in like i get it. it's just i don't know if any of this technology makes sense i mean these memory wrestlers apparently are involved in a recent crime wave so it's not related to our plot but apparently around the city of tech war people have been having their memory stolen a lot lately and people are just reselling low-res versions just for fun on the streets apparently <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so classic tech war where there's like the idea of like the technology aspect of it is so um, uh, haphazardly told where they're just like it's even like the drugs like what does the tech drug do? You're like, I don't know. They watch virtual reality. Why are you why are you addicted to it? Reasons. You're like, well, why are people buying memories? Reasons. You're like, okay, sure. Don't worry. It's not this plot of this episode. So we're not getting into it. Yeah. But essentially it starts the clock. Jake has 24 hours to get his memories back before he has complete dementia and his like brain goes out. Yeah. And again, it's, it's sort of set as a, um, uh, what would you call it? Like not a time bomb, but like there's, there's, there's stakes now in this episode. He, he has 24 hours, but it doesn't really come back. It's not like you see him slowly deteriorate over the episode. It's just like, it's kind of there. Like, yeah, Yeah, he's got a day. He told you you the start. So get used to it. (laughs) Just get used to it. Don't worry about it. It's like, it's, it's, there's no tension is what I'm saying. I mean, and to the no tension point, which was very funny. We'll go over kind of all of this right now, but throughout the episode, they constantly cut back and forth for, to see what the bad guy of this episode is up to. And we don't quite learn all about him till the end, right. but we perpetually get to go back and like, see what the bad guy's up to. And when we first see him, I thought he was in a Chippendales or some sort of BDSM club. Yeah. But it's later to reveal to be... A, just a pool hall. Everyone's in yeah. half naked and leather, but it's a pool. <laughs> and, and, and let me just say it right now, Luke. When you saw pool, you knew I was going to mention it, right? We love pool on this show. It just it's it's so funny that in every show there has to be pool. If there's something people are doing in the background, it's pool. It's just it's just like a trope. It is. It is something that's a go-to. Everyone loves pool, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, everyone loves pool. But yes, but well, I, you, to your point, the reason you think it's like uh, some sort of uh, 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 S&M club or something is because all the women are dressed up in these very provocative, like, leather outfits. The men are, too. The first shot reason. we see is a, is a man in, like, a leather G-string. That's right. Yeah, and it's like, I don't I don't know why. And, and they don't actually ever answer. I think it's I think the idea is supposed to be just like... It's the future. It, it's the future, but, like, isn't this, like, a seedy place they're in? I think that's what you're supposed to think. Yeah, yeah. And the bad guy, who will learn his name is Ermano Lobo, uh, needs yeah. a memory Jake has in his brain. And that memory, Jordan, it's worth, quote, megaplast. <laughs> the one thing I really liked is this guy, uh, this bad guy, who wears, like, I think we've mentioned this when we first did Tech War. There's, like, sometimes weird... Um, You'd almost say like it's maybe like some like Japanese elements and things to like some like he's almost almost wearing like what almost looks like a traditional Japanese like a kimono coat yeah or something like that and then other people are wearing sort of like you know outfits that are a little bit more futuristic and there's this a kind of blend like a, a, one of his other bad the bad guys just wearing like an orange jacket um, but one of one of his like thugs has a tattoo a head tattoo and it's like a crown of thorns like he has like 
it's like a where Jesus you, tattoo. It's like where you'd wear a sweatband if you're running, but it's a tattoo around your whole bald head. Yeah, it's a crown of thorns. It's so bizarre. I also was obsessed with that goon. I'm just like, look at this guy go. Yeah. At any rate, Jake, when he was fighting these goons earlier, he happened to pick up a candy wrapper. And he uh, gives that to Nikon's like, can you run a DNA analysis? I think someone was in this alley who had this candy bar and immediately they do it and they find a gentleman named Artie had been eating it. And when they look at his record, they see that he's no criminal record, but was recently submitted to the hospital in a confused state. So, of course, Jake and Houston are out of there. They're going to head down there. They're going to interview this guy. And Jordan, to your point about just like the opportunity for emotional moments is as soon as they leave, we know Jake has no memory of kind of the last like, let's say five. <laughs> I years know what you're going to say. Yeah. He gets on an elevator with Houston. He's just like, hey, so uh, we fucking or what? <laughs> I, I know you're, 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 you're joking, but it's essentially that, which is so funny. Like you have to remember as a viewer, five minutes ago, he just <laughs> found out everything in his world has collapsed. His best friend and partner is dead and has died in a horrible way. His wife, his life partner, um, the person he wanted to stay with forever, has died in a horribly violent way. He gets in the elevator and he's like, so we having sex? And she's like, no. And he's like, so you and me, we're friends? Like man and a woman, we're friends? She's like, yes. He's like, oh, interesting idea. Yeah, I know. It's very funny. Jake. It is. It is. So it's just such a weird thing. And. I'm going to say that it's, I'm going to blame it on his confused state. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think Jake is, Jake is Jake, you know? Well, I wonder too, because we'll see later he gets his memories back and in them he is a little bit uh, abusive to himself. He like accuses himself of being a bad father and all these things. And I'm wondering if maybe somewhere along the way they're like, we're trying to show character growth here. <laughs> because um, bef- Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe before he became a tech user and went to the freezer, he was a bit more of a dirtbag. <laughs> I don't know. No, you you might be right. I don't. I didn't c- catch that myself. But it was a weird because yeah, at the end there's a thing where like you see a lot of him like accusing himself, and I was like that kind of came out of nowhere. But maybe that is the connection there. I mean, we might be reading too much into it, giving Techor too much credit. But I I, I want to give Jake as much credit as I can. Yeah, but anyways, they go to see Artie, who's like, um, they find out is this guy who used to be used to go into the name Mister Memory. Like he used to do like almost like a magic trick. Yeah, like, like a vaudeville act. Yeah, and, like, he, he just remembers things. It's, like, he has a perfect recall. Um, and, uh, uh, but he's sort of, he looks like he's kind of losing it. Like, he is is acting very odd, and he he seems like uh, he's nervous, and he can't, like, keep a thought going. And he, he does, um, he does, I wrote down uh, the dialogue that he has at one point, and this will show you how good this is. He, they, he's, like, they realize there's something that these guys want Jake for some reason, and, and he is mixing he has mixed up with like jake's uh jake's memories and he says this he goes he's jake jake knows jake knows the big picture the little picture that makes the big picture that makes the big money that makes the big man i was like guys this is so painful (laughs) to listen to (laughs) well this is the thing Artie used to be this guy with a great memory who did this vaude black where he just remembered stuff on stage but recently he's been acting as a quote memory bank where memory transfer units apparently in this world require human wetware to act as a storage system and he's been providing that system to some bad guys and as a result his brain not only has jake's memories in it now but also has a variety of violent memories and bad memories from other people he's he's been stolen and put into his head so he's a bit of a mess this arty character a real a real uh memory bank mess yeah 
But let, let me ask you a question because this is going to be the thing because he he clearly he has Jake uh, Jake's memories, but Jake sort of has his memories too, right? That comes up later, and the idea is because essentially they'll leave the hospital to go look into because he mentions he used to perform, so they find the theater he used to perform at, and when they get there, Jake sees the owner of the theater and immediately like has a memory of like caressing her hair and kissing her. And yeah. what they sort of say is that like this memory technology maybe isn't like super good, and like maybe some of Artie's memories seem to have slipped out of his head during the transfer into Jake's head or something. Yeah, that's what I kind of was confused because I again, it almost sets up another interesting idea that this idea of like, if you had someone else's memories, does that alter who you are as a person? Does that change your feelings on things, your likes and your dislikes? And, and again, Techcore is not going to do that because they they're like Jake now likes chocolate bars because like, Sam's like, you don't like chocolate bars? He's like, I guess I do. It's like because Artie like chocolate bars. What? But Artie has your memories. What? Why? Yeah, it's just this idea. It, it allows them to have some back and forth between these two characters, I guess. But it it doesn't go a long way because it's not like Artie's memories specifically help Jake exactly. I guess they do later on. He remembers something that he needs to go well, do. Like, but... sh- should it have been that that they wanted to store Jake's memories in this guy for whatever reason, but he's kind of losing it a little bit. So they're like, well, I need more space. Let's take out his memories and put them into Jake's Jake's head. So then Jake has this complication of, not knowing what's real and what's not, what's his memory and what's not his memory. Doesn't that make more sense? I mean, that makes a lot more sense, yes. Okay, okay. I just want to, because I, 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 I'm watching this, I'm like, am I crazy? This is just, is weird, but it's tech war, so I don't know why I'm getting upset about it. Anyway, this theater owner who they go meet, and she knows Artie. She explains that he used to perform at this theater until they had a falling out, and he like left and ended up getting into this sort of uh, whatever dark world. She hasn't seen him in, in some time. And I don't know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but the implication seems to be this happened quite a while ago. Whatever happened with Artie here was quite a while ago. Agreed. Yeah. But her story is about how the last day he was here, he tore the poster of his act in half and stormed into the building. And Setdeck has put that poster on an easel in the middle of the room as if it happened three hours ago. I know. I thought the exact same thing. Because, yeah, they've implied this was like, at at best weeks to months ago if not years ago and they've done it yeah they're just like hey remember that he he mentioned he ripped that poster it's right there it's like okay well she's running a pretty shoddy theater yeah 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 it's not even on the wall it's like on an easel she could have easily taken it down yeah at any rate she tells them that he had been working with a dr lee to do some experimental memory trials so they go to visit that doctor to see if they can get any more information they they end up fighting the goons there and like jake blows one of them away yeah yeah, and I like they like they're like, hey, do you think maybe we I uploaded Artie's memory with mine? The doctor's like, maybe. I'm like, great. <laughs> well, the rest part is the doctor's not even alive. He's dead. They get there and the doctor's dead. <laughs> Isn't it? I wrote. I don't. They talk to the doctor. No. They oh just no! You know what I'm mixing themselves. it up? I'm mixing it up. Sorry, because he talk. What it is is I'm mixing it up with Doctor Lee. You're right. Doctor Lee's dead, and they have a fight. Jake. They eventually. There's a doctor that's in two scenes that oh, Cosmos, Cosmos has hired. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I mixed it up. And when he talks to them, he basically, because they don't talk to the other doctor, he's like, could I have some of Artie's memories? And the doctor's like, yeah, maybe. Sure, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the do- their last sort of lead is dead. And um, they look into his background and discover that Dr. Lee uh, has a history of treating ex-cons fresh out of the freezer. And this just clues all... Jake, you know, he's a great detective. He figures it all out at this point. He's just like, well, I was in the freezer. 
And he's just like, and when you're in the freezer, as we've seen in previous episodes, Jordan, you share minds with all the people in the freezer with you. And we have seen this in a past episode. Yeah. But again, why, why is that? Why is that the case? It's because, uh, Jordan, it says right here, uh, they share a, quote, <laughs> neurometabolic support system. Right. So, so Luke, explain this to me now. So what we're going to find out, so they're basically like, okay, Jake has shared memories with people that were in the freezer with him. So they go, well, what if we, if we look up all the kind of bad guys that were in there with me that also maybe saw Dr. Lee, we can narrow this list down to possible people. Right. I think what it is, is um, the main bad guy, which we'll come to learn is he was in the freezer with Jake at the same time and he has forgotten something while he's in there. And he he's theorized that someone he shared this like cell with essentially must have taken must have gotten that memory out of his head. So they're just going down the list of people who are in the freezer trying to find the person with the memory he's missing. And the memory is he he hit a bunch of solid jet fuel that he stole in a heist that he wants to sell, and he just can't remember where he hit it. So he's trying to find the guy who has that memory in his head. Right. And but he but for why does he assume it's Jake? Well they say at some point that everyone else in his cell block has been murdered. Right. So so that that's what's so weird about this episode. So the bad guy has a memory he can't remember because it's gone. So he's like Right in the in the freezer, there's a shared memory. So, who's who's alive? Jake has it. Jake might have trace of my memory, but then they abduct Jake and put his memories into Artie's head. Yeah, I guess they don't want to ask Jake if he remembers because they don't know if he can recall the memory. So they're just going to steal it out of his head. I think the idea is with Artie because he's Mister Memory, he's able to use his memory system different than a regular person. Like they say he's able to just like use it like a filing system. He can pull something out at request. Don't you think this is, this is a too many, too many leaps for an episode of television? I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> it's a lot going, like I'm just like, even trying to explain it at, here on this podcast, you're just like, this is, this is the plot of the episode. I, I understand. Yes. They, th- this guy, because he has this special type of memory, they want to use him, but it's just like, there's so many steps to get there. It's like, I, oh, okay, sure, sure. And again, it's it's to the effect of nothing. It's not like this affects Jake in any way other than occasionally he gets like a migraine. Well, what kind of happens here is they find out that Artie's been kidnapped from the hospital and they don't know how to find him. So this is where Artie's memories come into play is they go back to see Jenny, the theater owner, and they're like, Jenny, just talk to me. And I'm, we're hoping it'll trigger one of Artie's memories in Jake. And it does. And what Jake remembers is the name of the bad guy, um, Hermano Lobo. Which, uh, as we all know, in Spanish means brother wolf. This is the dumbest thing the episode did. Of, of all the stuff we've talked about, this is the dumbest thing. Well, and it just so happens, Nika looks into the phone book and says, didn't a new pool hole called brother wolf just open? <laughs> so, like, the basic way they find the bad guy is if, like, let's say I'm the bad guy. My name is Jordan. Jordan means descending. I'm, I, oh, I, they look up in the, in the, in the phone book. Hey, is there any clubs named Descending? And oh, there is. He must be there. That's that's how they find the bad guy. Does Jordan really mean Descending? Yeah, it means Descending, like the river. Wow, amazing! Blew my yeah. mind. What does Luke mean? I don't know nothing. You don't know what? Oh, it means something. You don't know what Luke means? Why would I know that? Why would you not know what your name means? <laughs> Just a dumb name my parents came up with. Who cares? Hold on. Luke means uh, light giving light giving and descending 
Welcome to Canyon Drag. I'm Lightgiving, <laughs> here with my co-host Descending. What's real Descending? Yeah. Uh, it's a shortened version of the Latin name Lucas, which is derived from the Greek uh, Lucas, again. Um, most famous being Luke the Evangelist, the first century Greek uh, physician and early Christian who's said to have written the Gospel of Luke and Acts. There you this go. This is a real digression here. <laughs> <laughs> I think people like it. All right. Well, let's quickly get back to tech where we're still on sort of topic. Yeah. They go to this pool hall and this is the, they have a plan. Houston and Jake have a plan when they get here and it is the most baffling plan. But Jake walks into the pool hall unaccompanied, is immediately assaulted by the bad guys That's who right. then drag him to see Artie because they're like, we're going to finish the memory swap process, I guess. And while this is happening, I guess what we're supposed to see is Houston sneaks in with a gun but she doesn't sneak in well enough, so a gunfight just breaks out? Yeah. Yeah, she she sneaks in poorly, and then a guy sees her and starts shooting, and they both just start shooting everyone. And then, of course, there's the big reveal that uh, Artie gets out of his chair, and he knows how to fight like Jake, so he kicks somebody. You know what? I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that, like, because as we've learned, Jake is the best at everything. So this guy has a little bit of, like, I guess, muscle memory from Jake. He just also knows how to beat people up. I was like, all right, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Armano, of course, escapes, and then when they try to talk to Artie, Artie's kind of lost his mind now from all the weird memories. Instead, he starts talking like an Australian man and runs away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really funny that he kept talking like an Australian man when they wanted him to be crazy. Also, let me just like make a little point to um, just a very local thing. The theater that we see in this, uh, this place is uh, the Opera House in Toronto. Oh, was it? Amazing. Yeah. Anyways, that's just for anyone who lives in Toronto. For you opera heads out there. Yeah, there you go anyway they they're immediately able to track Artie down even though he runs away he just like for some reason goes back to the theater to see jenny even though he has no memory of her all his memories of jenny are in jake's head but he goes there so who cares yeah and they put back on the memory transfer devices this time and we haven't talked about it but they're just like they're like swimming goggles but like with i kind of like them electronics on it. i did like them too i one thing tech is good at is just like weird tech yeah, because it's tech that doesn't really make sense why it is the way it is, so they just kind of have fun with it. So yeah, they're like goggles with like stuff stuck on them. It's actually probably exactly what they are. And I'm like, great, they look fun. They're sciencey. Yeah, yeah. And they warp. We do a classic scene where they warp into each other's heads and they're talking to each other and like switching scenes and stuff. And they're like, we gotta, we've got to work together and transfer our memories back to each other. And this is this is the sequence where like Jake talks to like three other Jakes and they're like, I, it was one of my favorite parts. Is like Jake is yelling at himself, being like. You're a bad father. You sent your son away to boarding school because you wanted to be some stupid hero. I was like, that is a good point that you're making, Jake, to Jake. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I didn't know what it was in service of because it wasn't like um, Jake is going to have this great uh, awakening about himself and his actions, really. So it's just like but they just have this scene where it's like, wouldn't it be cool if like his subconscious yelled at him? Yeah, it was the one point where I kind of thought maybe this was an attempt to show that over the course of the series, because we did see an episode where he reconnected with his estranged son and these things. And I wonder if this was their yeah. way of being like, if his memories were gone up till then, he doesn't remember these like revelations he's had since then. Though it's hard. It's so hard to be like, Jake's always the same cool guy who can't go wrong. So it's kind of weird yeah. for him to be like, yeah. he's changed very minutely, but he has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At any rate, they managed to, like, get all their memories swapped back and forth. And with this in place, he, he remembers what Armano's after is. Like we've said, he stole all his solid jet fuel. He hid it in an abandoned warehouse years ago. And now he wants to go get it and sell it because it's, like, worth a lot of money. So, you know, Jake leaves here, 
This time he still doesn't take backup, but it's not a plan this time. He just goes by himself to the warehouse where the stolen jet fuel is. I have to say, though, at this point of the episode, I was like, shouldn't this show be done? Like, I don't even care about the jet fuel or anything this bad guy's doing. And it feel it felt like Jake getting his memory back was the main point of the episode. But it, and, I, and I understand you still, you can't just leave it that this guy, this bad guy's still out there. But it just, what we get now is like, 10 minutes almost maybe 15 minutes of like an extended fight action scene it was just like they're like we need to have this and i was like it goes on and on and on and i was like the episode's done who cares at this point i will agree that it does go on and on but i don't think it took more than 30 minutes (laughs) no no i'm telling you it was like 10 15 minutes no no it's this happens so fast because jake it's not jake goes there i grew an entire beard (laughs) jake goes there the bad guy shows up and he's like, I was tracking you the whole time. And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. They get in a fight and like the fight goes on for too long. It's like he wins and then Jake wins and then he wins again. And Jake's like, don't you remember you set a secret bomb to go off if anyone tried to take your jet fuel? And he's like, I yeah. don't remember and I don't care. And Jake runs out of the building and then the entire building explodes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. There was a bomb or something. And then, yeah, uh, and then like Artie, Artie and Jenny show up and they're like, hey, everything's fine. He's he's now a set builder for the theater. He's not going to be Mr. Memory anymore. And they're like, thanks, Jake. It is funny. Yeah, there's just a bun at the end where it's just like, just so you know, Artie's okay now. And they're like, this made me laugh so much. They're like, remember earlier when Artie had that problem where he had like a million people's like awful memories like that Australian guy in his head? And I'm like, yes, I do remember that. He's like, And Artie's like, well, now whenever I think of a bad memory, I just ignore it. <laughs> okie dokie. I know it was like I was like wait could you have just done this from the beginning he's like yeah I just I, I just never did I just keep did. thinking about it yeah and, and then they, they share chocolate bars yeah and then they eat those candy bars together <laughs> and then that's the end of the episode it's it's so conv- it's you know tech war has an amazing ability to have very very convoluted things uh and plots happen but to uh deal with them as little as possible in in the most simplistic ways we were just like again like the one guy has a memory and he doesn't have it so he's put it in someone else's brain that goes in someone else's brain and they need a machine to take it out and then this guy has to hold it then he has to get it back and all this stuff you're like in in the purpose of getting this thing and they're like and like does it does it matter about like no it's just a normal tech war episode doesn't doesn't change anything i know it was a mess i mean considering the last episode tech war we watched we were all really hot for i was watching this one being like oh right right tech war does suck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i thought the same thing i was just like hey maybe tech war is not that bad I'm like no no it is it's a bad show it's a bad show oh dear well jordan what do you want to rate this episode forget me not i don't know i kind of like again it does kind of have its charms I, I did like the look of the goggles and and it is funny when they do like weird futuristic stuff but it's just this was a mess of an episode and it just it, it didn't matter and I, I like the idea of um uh, uh, um, handicapping Jake in some way, and but they just they just don't really want to do that because he has to be awesome, and it's just it's a it's go right down the middle five out of ten. Fair enough. I will say though, it gets lost by the end of the episode. But that beginning of the episode, even Armanos, this character playing Armanos, this actor playing this bad guy, is just like, just he's set his dial to eleven. Like when he's just like, Jake's brain salad, and you're gonna be the dressing. I'm that was like, good. Yeah at least i've got this at least you've got this going for you tech or like you you're you're wild memory rustlers like that's just like the first pitch in the room they're like great let's go with it i love it memory rustlers 
Um, I'm gonna give it a six, I think. Yeah, we're we're somewhere in there is probably where it's at. But I will say, what we will do, Jordan, is we're gonna rate Sarah a ten out of ten for that great donation. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that was nice. Very very kind of her. Sarah, thank you so much for doing that and uh, getting us to watch this episode of Tech War. We hope you enjoyed the bonus episode that you uh, brought into being. All thanks to your generosity. We wouldn't have watched this episode otherwise. No, I would never watch another episode of Tech War. <laughs> After this one, I'm not watching anymore. Don't don't make us watch any more Tech War, please. <laughs> I, it was a fun, it was a fun time. Still, I think the yeah. episode. Hopefully, it, will someone's be guaranteed. Like they're it. guaranteed going to make us watch another one, right? I mean, now that they've started, they can't stop. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what this is like? Watching Tech War is like having your memory taken out and then put into another person's brain, and then you <laughs> have to try to remember if you've had your memory taken. It's like that. Trying to explain how it all works, Jordan. Yeah, that's what it's like. Well, if you want to make us watch more Tech War, you can make a donation to bonus episodes for sure. <laughs> uh, go to our website, continuumdrag.podbean.com, uh, or on our social media. There's links to it there. There's a list of charities selected from past guests. You make a donation to one of those. We recommend $50, but if you're, you know, everyone's means are different, so donate what you can. We're not going to hold you to that. Uh, all the details you can find at the website. And if you have any questions, email us at continuumdrag.gmail.com. It will explain it to you as best we can because uh, sometimes we have trouble explaining on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you go, you go watch a bunch of stuff. Just, it, it, I'm telling you, if you make me watch Tech War episode 15, I'm going to be real irritated. <laughs> Imagine we finish watching Tech War. All right, that's what's going to happen. And on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we will have clips from this episode of Tech War so you can see all the best bits. Yeah, Jake yelling at himself, that's got to be in there. I'm sure that'll be in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the handle there is at Continuum Drag. And that wraps it up for this bonus episode of Charity. So, listener, thank you for joining us. And, Jordan, I'll see you back on a normal episode later this week. <laughs> I'll see you then. Bye. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario, and Seoul, South Korea. Theme music by James Rick Seedler. Produced by Jordan Dalek and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Younes.